and welcome back. Episode 171 of Wing Sauce. It's been a long, cold time since we last recorded. However, something else has been hot, which is the Red Wings. So that's that's good to know. Um, nice. Connor, how you doing? Good. No, that was a good intro. Nice little uh, plan words there with the, the weather and the Red Wings being hot. Um, we're recording on the 19th, so they play uh, Carolina tonight. Hopefully they can keep that rolling. What are they? Are they 6-0-1 in their last seven? What's their record in uh, the last seven uh, as we speak? So, um, unfortunately, I think Toronto won last night. So, they're maybe back up uh, a point. But either way, the Lions are, or the Lions, the Lions are on my mind uh, right now. Dude. But the, the Red Wings are. Well, we, can, we can talk about Lions, too, because like that's actually worth it for the first time in our lives. Um, but the, the Red Wings are in and out of the playoff spot. What really, I mean, they would be sitting so pretty if they just weren't, if they didn't just completely forget how to play hockey for like that 10, 11 game stretch. Um, even, even if they're like, they don't even have to go 500 there Win like four games in 11, (laughs) 11 games. Um, but the difference that would make is, is huge. Yeah, no, they, I mean, I'm talking, that doesn't really happen to play to people that are to teams that are on the edge of being playoff contenders. They don't, they rarely lose, go on like a 12 game, like real skid. I mean, what were the wings? They were like one in 10, one in 11, something crazy. It Maybe was, it was to the point where I was about to write them off and say, I swear to God, if this ends up being like the last year, uh, not even last year, like the 20, 2019 Red Wings, I think. Oh no, no, no I, well they couldn't have been that bad. But this was no, last no, but, year's Red Wings to a T. They were they had the same amount true. of points going into December uh, or at the end of December, really, because of that huge slide. And and I think the people that are Red Wings fans that have been watching year over year know that this year's Wings are a different team than last year's Wings, and they're proving it. Like, but take away, don't even look at the last six seven games when they're on this winning streak here. Even when they were on the losing streak, you know that was that wasn't the real wings. Where last year you were like, uh, "This might be that." Maybe they were overachieving, and this is probably where they actually are. This year it was like, "Well, they're underachieving over this this ten eleven game stretch here." Um, that we know they're better. You just felt a little bit different. I, I mean, I think they're somewhere in between. They're not. They're not a a, a one and eleven team, and they're also not a six and zero, seven and zero type of team. I really think that they're slightly above 500. Um, mm-hmm. But the way the league is right now, man, there's so much parity. The teams that you thought were going to be good, the Buffaloes, the Ottawas are garbage. Um, the teams that are I mean, like... Even Vegas is struggling. The teams that are powerhouses, I mean, injuries are starting to uh, run rampant across the league as we as we see moving towards, you know, to- trade deadline playoffs. Totally, totally. And the Wings are finally actually getting... Healthy, healthy knock on wood here um you have huso coming back cost glim eh, costin while he's i i've he's grown on me so much this year um he was out for a while the last like 13 games crazy but uh i really like when he's in the lineup he's a really inexpensive player plays super hard provides depth on that third fourth line i was gonna say hard-nosed um, player gets in the corners yeah. mixes it up and actually is a little bit more skilled than i gave him credit for in the beginning um so i really like now that he's back in the lineup like i said huso's back and uh practicing wallman or wallman just had his first full practice today so hopefully when we're back it doesn't sound like he's going to get back on the ice for this road trip here but um what there's only two games left on that but then they're going to be back home on the 23rd um hopefully maybe he's back out there along with huso 
Um, and then it sounds like just to round out the injury report here, Lalan was saying that we'll know a lot more on Kane when we get back, uh, back home too. It doesn't sound like it's extremely serious. So right uh, now, so it's just funny you say that because I just checked the injury report. Um, as of today, he's not on in the injury report. So that's, oh, that's good. good. No, yeah. I mean, maybe so, yeah, that, that's, that's great. Yeah, and not to, not to switch gears. I was watching, uh, the other night I was watching the Vegas game and, uh, saw Eichel get injured. But the, the if, if you saw that play, it was such a weird play. Like he lost a blade of a skate and I don't know if he like tweaked his like knee or something doing that, but it was like the weirdest injury. Hmm. Like you could just tell he was wincing, but, uh, yeah, it's, just came to mind when you're when you're when we're talking about injuries on that one um yeah. yeah good to see kane back in the lineup or hopefully back in lineup since he's not reported today um this is via espn so who the hell knows we know yeah he, he traveled with the team so i was a little curious on like why he was traveling if they if lalon said that they weren't going to figure anything out till they got home i was like well maybe it's just building chemistry and because he's a new player and you continue to provide that leadership to young guys or maybe it's just mm-hmm. more ice time practicing on the, the couple off days you have here and there um but maybe they knew a little bit more than they were letting on because if he is off the injury report like could he do you want to throw him right back in with uh, coming off a major surgery and you, they were saying know, but, it wasn't hip related no so. i know i just mean more of you know you finally are back to playing games and then how how quickly does your body uh get out of shape to yeah. you know that because it's, been, it's it's what a week or whatever maybe, maybe mm-hmm. just under of not doing anything and when i say not doing anything i'm I, I can guarantee that i'm totally incorrect like these the professional teams are are they have their medical staff is crazy like they, they're doing all these different workouts what they can do to just be better and stronger so i'm probably talking out of my ass like normal but hopefully Hopefully he's back. Like you said, Dustin, it wasn't hip related. That was a huge sigh of relief. And it's just like a pretty normal injury for that anybody could have had happened. Yeah. And, this, and maybe this is even more of precaution. Like you're an older mid thirties guy came in, uh, coming off an injury. Like we don't need to throw you back out there and, and re-injure something. No, exactly. I mean, especially when we're trying to actually score some points here, if we're able to, to, to win games or at least get a point out of some of these games, it's almost one of those times like, okay, we can kind of rest them and have an opportunity. So he's back skating at a hundred percent as opposed to skating injured, which um, is never good. We we've had in the past and it happens all the time. You know, you, you talk about playoffs, everything else, just it's never good when you have players not skating to their full potential or at a hundred percent. So, yeah. Yeah, no, no, exactly. And I think that this stretch here is so important because when you look at, when you took a look at that huge um, skid in the, what I was talking about through basically the month of uh, end of November and mostly December, actually, um, they actually, Olan was talking about this too on 97.1. I was listening to one of the morning shows and he was, he was talking about like, this was a little bit difficult. The biggest thing that they saw, why they, why, the question was, why was there a skid? Like, why? What was the? What were we missing there on a team that seemingly had this figured out? And apparently, when they first had the schedule come out and they knew they were going to Sweden, they knew that they were only going to be playing two games in like a it was like a ten or fourteen days, thirteen day stretch, something like yeah. that, where they're like you're only playing two. But so on the flip side, you have to make those games up. All these teams that are here in the states are not they're playing like seven games or five games so now their schedule was going to be for the weeks when they come back was going to be very jam-packed so they had like 13 games in like 22 days something which is a lot more than normal Mm -hmm. and 
he said the thing that they were lacking is uh, is practice time. Like they couldn't focus in on the little details on the the X's and O's where like stick presence in the defensive zone, making mm-hmm. sure you're flipping the puck out when you need to, knowing where your defensive partner is. Like all these tiny little things, uh, power play time, penalty kill time, all the little things that you focus on in practice that um, it's not like grueling, but that's what you practice during the season. And you forget about the little details and it really adds up. And, uh, and now they're kind of back to this normal practice schedule between that, like a regular season practice schedule. And you can see that t- starting to flip here a little bit. Um, but this kind of go- all goes back to when you were looking at that slide and then you knew that you had not only this road trip that they're currently on, like the South road trip here with the, the Carolina, the Florida and uh, whoever else they've played here recently. Um, <clears throat> and, and Tampa is going to be coming up. But you you also had the West Coast trip too. And that was like, huge. Yeah, they could have been like two and 18 and, during that. And, and everyone's saying, right, oh, they beat Anaheim, which isn't a good team. They beat San Jose, which is not a good team. And it's like, okay, but there's that's still four points. So regardless mm-hmm. of, of how the teams are performing, it's still taking four points and putting it, you know, where they need to be, which is <laughs> with us. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, I, I can't I can't see a negative. Um, in winning both games against the Kings, and I know that they've had their struggles, but that's still a team that can be dangerous at any time. Yep. You know, it's almost like Toronto, where they haven't played great and they've started to play a little bit better now, but they've had some slides. Uh, well, when I should say they've been playing better, they won one game yesterday, but they lost their last three or four before that. They, you never feel confident going to play them, even if they are playing poorly, because they could turn it on at any moment and score five, six, seven goals. I would say they're less lethal, though. They're one of the teams now. Like, it, like at this point in time, I do not see them. They, they, they will not win the Stanley Cup. And it, no, we, I don't think it's, so. It's, it's your favorite thing, Connor. Well, who, you know, I say, I bet you they won't. Well, no shit. There's, you know, 31 <laughs> other teams. But, like, they, yeah. they, they, they just don't have that team. Like, I'm telling you right now, if they do make it to playoffs, they're getting bounced first round. It's yeah, just, I mean, Matthews is, is an animal, but... I mean, a lot of I agree, but, is... but but the fact that didn't they just sign was it Marner? No, it was Marner. It was um, Nylander. Who the fuck? Yeah, Nylander just signed that big ass contract. Eight and a half, uh, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, it's huge. I mean, and so like they have so much money locked up in four players, it's insane. Yeah, and Bertuzzi doesn't look good. Um, I don't know. I don't watch enough of them to truly know, but I'm hearing just from like the fans and the Reddit boards and just like on social media and stuff of mm-hmm. of where fans are placing their anger and Toronto fans are pretty ruthless. So I would imagine that they're they're tr- it's true. Like if he's not playing well, he's not playing well. Um, but yeah, you know it's it's tough for them. Red Wings, they're playing better. So at least we don't have to worry about being Toronto. Agreed. So real quick on Anaheim, I'm sure everyone saw all that trade drama. Was I guess we could call it with. Um, Drysdale, I, like I don't know how Drysdale fit into that, and I don't know how the Flyers, I don't know how all of that transpired. I know Drysdale was in talks either last season or earlier in the season about contract extensions. Um, so I'm not sure if that played into it as well, but um, it, it kind of a surprising trade, in my opinion. What, what did you did you see that, Connor? You know what I'm talking about at all? The You're talking uh, about the uh, Philly, yeah, with, with uh, yeah, author with, or whatever. What, with uh, no, it's Cutter Gauthier. Gauthier, thank you. I don't know that fucking. Everyone knows I'm bad at pronouncing names. So his first name's Cutter, and then Gauthier. So technically, not his first name. I was reading about it. That's his like nickname or middle name. I was wondering that. I'm like, it's a weird first name. Yeah, no, it's actually not his first name. But um, yeah, interesting. Interesting how it all transpired. Is just 
I don't know enough about the about the cutter guy. I mean, obviously he's a really good hockey player, drafted high and like a good prospect, but uh, I don't know enough about like why he just wouldn't talk to the team. I don't understand why. If you didn't want to play for the team, it was all going to blow up in your face anyway. Why wouldn't you just say, "Hey, I, you know, I don't want to be part of the Philly organization." Don't, don't, and then, don't draft me. It's that conversation we had. Remember, we were talking about it earlier in the year with Connor Bedard, right? Yeah, like but Connor even, Bedard ended up going to some some shitty team like yeah. at some point in time you should speak up and say dude listen don't draft me yeah I, I'm, I'm not because because to be fair w- if i was one of those other 31 teams i'd be like well now i'm lo- questioning this guy's you know character as a person because it's like well why didn't you say something to begin with and when you come to my team are you going to be unsatisfied and just not speak up and just play poorly or what's the positioning there yeah i mean but i guess i'm even talking about so once you're because like you people have reserve the right to change their mind i i get that and but i totally agree with everything you said but like let's say at the time he was pretty indifferent and maybe he was like, Hey, you know what? That sucks. I'm going to be fine though. And then he saw a little bit more how, how the organization was run. And he's like, okay, you know what? I don't want to be part of this. And um, the part that I'm talking about is like to not talk to the team. He was stonewalling them. He wasn't answering his phone. He wasn't, you know, he turned down meetings. He, he didn't show up to certain things that he was supposed to. I don't understand why you wouldn't just say like, okay, you know what? Um, I like tell, that's when you tell them you guys can trade me. Like, I'm not going to play for you guys. Try to get what you can for me. I'm, I'm going to go to go somewhere else, but to just stonewall them and, and be kind of a little bit immature. That part's weird. Uh, I say immature is in like, <laughs> he kind of like you, these kids, they're kids still, they're like teenagers. And, um, but I, I don't know if I would have approached it like that, but it is what it is. I mean, Philly got Philly got a guy that they love and, and respect now. With Drysdale, it sounds like you know they, they're really taking. I mean, quality uh, him defenseman, in. right? You can't be yeah. too upset about that. So, and then Cutter's going to a place that sounds like he's going to be more happy. So, win-win. Yeah, um, yeah. So, try to think. Uh, what else was hot <clears throat> topics that we have we missed um, since last recording? Uh, I think the uh, the couple things uh, just real quick. I mean, one of them is that we were talking talking earlier in the season how bad the Oilers look. Uh, they can't seem to lose right now. They're there. You were, you mentioned this, is what made me think of it is like, Hey, when you talk about the Stanley cup uh, teams that have the potential to win the cup and Toronto, not being one of them. I agree. I uh, Oilers are the, uh, a very scary team because starting off that bad and Ch- now winning. Out. Yeah. La- now they, winning they've the won the last 10. 12, 12, yeah. 12 right. game winning streak right now. Yeah, so that that's crazy, and one of them we got, we snuck. A, I feel pretty a better and better about the point that we got. You know, from them during that they were that was our tenth game, I think, or ninth or tenth game that they would have won in a row. And um, I mean, we're seven two and one through so. ten. I mean, I'm I'm very happy with that. Um, yeah, yeah. To, to your point, it's just kind of so watching. So I went and saw Oilers play Chicago. Um, First off, United Center is pretty cool. I've never been there before, so that was pretty interesting going there and checking that out. But mm-hmm. watching Connor McDavid play is just a, a whole different animal. Like the, it's just crazy watching it. So like he'd literally just be sitting in the neutral zone, and all of a sudden he'd have the puck, and then he'd be skating down three people trailing behind him, doing some some magical with his hands, and then score. It's like what the yeah. fuck just happened? Like yeah, literally, like, like and mind you. They know he's on the ice. You have to know he's on the ice, but somehow he does it time and time and time again. It's it's it reminds me of how Kane is 
with stealing the puck. Like I've never seen someone steal the puck so effortlessly when it comes with Kane. Like that's the one thing I've noticed the most with his gameplay is just, it's just, he knows where the puck's going to be. And if yeah. not, he'll just come behind you and take the puck and he has it's his. And it's like, Oh, thank yeah. you. I mean, other than that I can't remember if somebody doing that as much. No, it's, 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 it's insane to me. And it's so, it's so apparent. It's like, and it's so effortless. That's what gets me. It's like, he looks like he's exerting no energy period yeah. goes over and just takes the puck. And it's like, Oh, I'm taking that. And I'm going to go score now. Thank you. Yeah, for it's sure. Just, I mean, it's the smart players. I mean, it's just like, like I said, that was, was he, he was not the fastest guy. It wasn't the biggest guy. It wasn't like anything really. His hands were obviously great. And that's where his, hand, his hands are probably one of the best in the league. Um, but in a different way than Kane, where Kane just lightning quick and just so it's like on a string. That mm-hmm. didn't like stick handle like that. I don't know. It's so weird, but uh, yeah, these smart players, I mean, they just know where you're going to be and whether they're not fast or whether they are fast or whatever. Now McDavid seems like he's got the whole package where, like I said, Datsuk might not be the fastest guy, but he's so smart. He can like play, he can play faster because he knows where to be. McDavid's yeah. got that. And he is like the fastest guy in the league. So that, that's I mean, the thing. It's so code. crazy. Yeah, it is. No, it, like it, it legitimately is. Like I, I've, I don't think I've seen him play, which is crazy to say like in person, like I've been mm-hmm. to so many hockey games. I cannot recall a game. I've seen him play. Yeah. I don't think maybe I've seen him play. dude, it was the most wild thing I've ever seen in my life. So, Anyone that's a hockey fan, I highly recommend checking him out. It must have been like watching Wayne Gretzky, you know, for yeah. our parents, right? Like, just like, oh, here he goes down the fucking ice. So he's going to score at will when he wants to anytime. They just immediately, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it, it's so wild to me. But um, real quick on Kane, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, 19 games played and he has uh, 16 points for us. Huge. Yeah, no, he's playing great. Um, so to bring it, let's talk about him real quick and then we'll, we'll talk about some Lions football because... It's exciting. Uh, DeBrinket's got 17 goals, 23 assists for 40 points and 44 games played. Better, worse, or right where you think you'd be at this point in, in the season? Right where I thought. I mean, it's basically where I thought he'd be, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that if he can do the – if you just double this – what, what did you say his stats were? The... Uh, 17 goals, 23 assists, 40 points. 44 yes. games played. So uh, would you like a couple more goals just to get more towards that 40 goal mark? But I think a lot of people when I, when he signed here were like, I mean, even if he's not the 40 goal scorer and if he was able to add 30 or whatever, because 30 is a huge mark in the NHL. 40 is ridiculous after you get to the elite. For, and he has yeah, to say 40, 40 is the elite mark, right? Like, that's yeah, I feel and like 30 is very, score. very, very good. And I yes. think that people would have signed up if you told them that he's going to get more than 30 goals and more towards like that 34, 35 people be like, Oh hell yeah. Then he's worth that, that money for sure. Especially with what he's getting paid. I mean, so on that note, uh, Larkin's at 38 games played 18 goals, 21 assists at 39 points. Um, So we have roughly how many games is it? 44 games total. Yeah. So 44, 82 is, I'm not going to try to do math. Are you talking Uh, about Larkin? I'm just trying to figure out how many games left in the season. Off the top of my um, head, real quick math. 38? No, 48. I didn't know how many how many games we no. got played. 40, we played 44 and there's 82, so 38. Uh, 38. Yes. Okay, so... Larkin would still not beat his point total unless he picks it up. He'd have to pick it up. Well, his points per game would be the highest, which I think is the most important thing. It would be the highest? Yeah, because I don't think he's gotten. Oh, he's he's averaging over a point per game right now. Yes, 
And last year yeah. he ended it right, right, like a smidge under, right? Yeah, he we was like, but he's had like 81 games played with 80 yep. points. Like he's yep. basically been a point per game player for a couple of years now, but I don't think he's eclipsed the point per game one plus point per game. Okay, so that's his goal for this year. Um, that's what I would say. I, I look at the points per game more than the total points per season. Is that is like, that what you like? So when you're looking at a player. Is yeah. that what you'd rather look at as opposed to just like the goals and assists? It's more like what what are they contributing point wise? Yeah, because... I mean it depends on the player though. Like to bring it right, he maybe <laughs> skews a little bit heavier towards goals, but it's always going back to how many games played. The only time where games played really matters is if you think someone's injury prone, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh man, is this guy not playing very often. Why is he only playing forty games? But really, for guys that like a normal, I don't really care if you only had uh 35 points if you played 12 games that's like kucherov in the playoffs right like they didn't care you got zero points in the playoffs they got like 37 points in literally like 12 games last year or two years ago yeah because that dude's stupid let's be honest um so huge news holy shit the lions have won a playoff game the first time in 32 years um i mean holy shit talk about a nail biter Talk about a nail biter, like yeah, it was it was insane. And I honestly am not. I don't. I don't have like too much X's and O's like hockey where I could talk about football. But it was just a great game. Super happy. I'm a like a huge Lions fan. I'm a huge just sport, like Detroit sports fan. But I would say like Red Wings, then Lions, and then Tigers, then then Pistons is my ranking order. Uh, oh, so horrible. yeah, I just can't. Yeah, there's, but um, yeah, I mean the Lions are. It's super fun to watch. They've. I bet this is what I thought they would be successful if they won a home playoff game. They did that and they're in great shape. I would say that hopefully they're not overlooking the next game with Tampa. I feel like the fans are more so the fans feel confident. Like I feel confident going in the game, which is scary. I feel confident just because everyone's like, Oh, well they Tampa whooped on the Eagles. Eagles are trash, dude. Yeah, The Eagles Eagles are are trash. So the fact that they Tampa beat on the Eagles, that was a guarantee almost in my, in my book. So yeah, I just yeah, hope the players it, are. I mean, I'm sure they are. Dan Campbell's I'm, like he's the perfect person to dude, make sure that the guys aren't are overlooking anybody. But I'm excited. Everyone made to be everyone good. made fun of Dan Campbell. Everyone made fun of Dan Campbell. Everybody. Crazy. And now look at it. Everyone's like, well, maybe we shouldn't have said all that shit. And said. coach of the year. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Um, I mean, so only thing I had. So you know, watching that the the uh, was it the wild card game. I can't no the game prior where Laporta got injured. I, I'll tell you what, I was just like, oh my God, what is going on? Everyone's falling down. People get injured. I'm like, no, this is horrible. It was scary. Um, but yeah, Laporta played on the, the the wild card game. That was nice to see him play. But yeah, came down to literally the uh, the final minute, couple minutes of the game, essentially. Um, yeah, two minutes. I came down to a fourth, uh, a third down play yeah. with a uh, St. Brown. When that yep. once he got caught that, I mean, it was a gutsy play call too. Do you, if you don't make that, the clock stops. You have to punt it. It's a lot of time. Would you expect anything else least. out of Campbell though? Like, no, no, I knew. I mean, I, they, everybody should have known that's exactly what he was doing. But it still doesn't change the fact, as you know, like that's just gutsy, like knowing your players, knowing the play you want to pick. Huge props to to Ben Johnson because you that is like okay, what's my bread and butter right now? That's going to give me eight yards or whatever, however many yards that was. Right. Uh, no, I mean, it was 20 or something like that. I mean, it was big. Um, so the crazy thing is we are playing Tampa lightning on Sunday and we're mm-hmm. also ha- hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the divisional, right? Divisional? Uh, it's no, it's the, um, what weekend do they call it? It's wild card. And then <laughs> is it championship? 
No, that's next weekend. Maybe it's divisional. Let's call it the divisional. Um, but it, it's uh, it's it's kind of crazy having both teams, both from Tampa. Um, yep. So uh, hopefully uh, the the Lions take that out and win it. Um, I think if we can get uh, two points from the Red Wings and then get a, a win from Tampa, I mean, call that a hell of a weekend. I agree. Um, well, let's go Lions. Let's go Red Wings, and uh, let's get the fuck out of here. And we'll see you next week. All right. See ya.